Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. You know, folks, today was just a fun show, just a good time. Amigos having fun with some microphones. We'll cover the two Monday night games. Bo and Chris will talk about the positives and the negatives that they saw from the Eagles, talk about how good the Bills looked, and discuss Justin Fields' headline-grabbing press conference quote about fans. And then a little fun, we got to school Bo and Chris on tailgating etiquette, basically code breaks of tailgates. These guys are professional athletes, were professional athletes. They haven't been to many tailgates. They don't know. We gave them a couple tailgating code breaks. You, the people, gave us a couple of tailgate code breaks, and we rocked on out of here with a mailbag. Thank you to you all who submitted. Make sure you stay tuned later this afternoon. We've got Tony Hawk, the Birdman himself. So keep an eye out for that about 2 o'clock, and y'all enjoy. So I've got Bo here today. This isn't going to be an incredibly long show, at least, you know, as we set out on this uh, journey. We don't intend on it being. Uh, it's Tuesday night. We're going to talk some football. We're going to do a little mailbag. We're going to cover a lot of ground in a little bit of time. That's what we intend on, Bo. Are you excited for the interview dropping this afternoon? Tony Hawk. Bo, d- did you know that? Whoa, I did not know that. I just went from... I just went from six to midnight, man. You, you, you did an ollie? Huh? I did an ollie, did a bro. Stale I did a kickflip fi- stale a fish? Flip. I did a varial McTwist. Oh, McTwist. I just did a Christ Air. Christ Sounds like Air. Bo, Bo plays Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. <laughs> <laughs> Bo's knocking stuff over in his, in his little studio. There's no way he could land any of these, these tricks. Uh, I talked to Tony Hawk uh, for, for a while on uh, Zoom, 45 minutes. Um, and it was surreal. Like I'm not a skater boy, but, uh, I, I recognize the greatness that is Tony Hawk. Like everybody does. He's one of the most universally liked people that's ever walked the planet. In my opinion, you're not a skater boy, but you said, see you later Listen boy. to this later boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh yeah. Reed. <laughs> Reed. 
Dude, I, I wore out the Avril Lavigne album. Did you really? Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell so yeah. Did you think she was cute? Probably. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. But it was definitely more like, damn, this is some Who was your tunes. childhood crush, Reed? Weirdly, the stepmom in um, What's the Switching Places with Lindsay Lohan? Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Yeah. The blonde one. Even though she was not oh. nice. Meredith. With yeah, the lizard yeah, yeah. in the face? I love that. Uh, yeah, 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 Reed. She's... That's a good one. Okay, Reed. <laughs> Reed likes it. She looks like she bosses people around, Reed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reed shrugged. Uh, well, yeah, so anyways, uh, I don't know how we got here, but Tony Hawk is the most... <laughs> Tony Hawk's one of the most uh, universally loved people. Like... From the the Wesley Snipes meme, you know, to the video game, to the X Games, to the skating community, to, you know, other athletes, Twitter, yeah. So, I put Steve Irwin up there and Tony Hawk, like the people that nobody has anything bad to say about, and neither do I about this guy after I interviewed him. He was fantastic, really insightful, and uh, super cool, down to earth, man. So normal, it's, it's like almost like, how are you this normal? Like, how do you seem this unaffected? I might have to listen to that one. Or maybe just tell everyone you know to listen to it. Tell everyone you know it's out later this afternoon after Chris and Bo. Go to a skate park, your nearest skate park, and just be like, hey, dude, green light pod, bro. Say, <laughs> yell at everybody, say, do a kickflip, and then once they all do kickflips, tell them to listen uh -huh. to green light because Tony Hawk's on it. Go to a skate park with a boombox and play our episode. And people are going to just stop skating. They're going to be like, hey, bro, what, 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 what podcast is that, bro? So, like, dude, I, I love it. I might become a skater just because I interviewed Tony Hawk. Check that out. First things first, I just got back from, uh, from softball, Cowboy Reed. Is there anything you want to ask me, Reed? No. I'm good. <laughs> Reed knows because so. I had this shit-eating grin on my face when I walked in the studio. And you still had your cleats on. Still have my cleats on. I'm walking down the street <laughs> carrying a bunch of clothes. Click, clack, click, clack. Yeah. No, they're the, they're the soft ones, man. You you know, I remember I had to go get the spikes, and then the spikes, people told me that was illegal, so then, you know, bad back backy ordered me some cleats. Here's the lead. Uh, I nearly deleted a puppy tonight over the left field fence dude almost hit that bad boy hit my first dong went yard Congrats. i know some people said it couldn't be done i said it couldn't be done Good shit man you know uh it felt like a tremendous weight off my shoulders you know what being in a slump feels like i think subconsciously i was slumping because i really wanted to hit the ball over the fence and now i have so daddy needs a stogie Good shit, thank man. you i appreciate it bo did the puppy in left field not air bud, didn't catch it? Just kind of let it watch it go by? No, I didn't see the puppy, but when I got back to the dugout, because you don't run around the bases in softball. It's like a cardinal sin. They say, don't do that. They say that's like showing up the other team. So I took my jog to first base. I came back to the bull or dugout, and they were like, uh, dude, you almost killed a puppy. There's a, there was a girl out there with a dog, and they had to get out of the way of the, the line drive. That would have been good content, not to kill the puppy, but – just fucking snags at like the big dog and sandlot over the fence. I wasn't that kind of dog, Bo. I think the, the puppy would have got the blunt end of the base, the, the softball there. So, yeah, so softball was good. Um, I think I was one for two. 
Uh, we won. When I showed up to the park, Skip was like, these are our rivals. I was like, fuck, I didn't know we had rivals. Maybe we should make the team last week that beat us 24 to 1, our rivals. We should focus on beating them. But we played this team tonight that's evidently been a 15 year rival, and we got the win. Bad back back. He actually somersaulted in the outfield. He was running for like 30 feet, falling. You know, when somebody's falling for 30 feet. And then eventually they decide like that Shaq. yeah they have to they have to stumble and do a flip and that's what bad back back he did so um, the game was not without incident but we were big winners and and I proved Reed wrong which what a joy fun to do <laughs> fun to do congratulations thank you we that's... here at the back corner of Studio J are stoked thank that you thank you you did a home run yes. we wanted it to happen all season we I wanted know you it did. to happen uh, we just knew that. Uh, if we threw a little chatter at you, if we chirped yeah. you, it would it would you motivate yourself even that that much more. So. I walked back to the dugout and all I could say was I really want Reed to know. So. You said fuck Reed. No, I, I was that's like, what I, I heard. It was it was here. more I was I was proud and I wanted to tell you, Reed. I wanted to tell you that we did the impossible. So hey, layup line. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a double layup line. Okay, w- number one went to my morning jacket last night. Had a ball. Uh, they were great. Love those dudes. Shout out to all of them, but especially the two of them that came to watch football this weekend with us. We had a good time with Patrick Hallahan and Bo Coaster. The uh, drums, keys, two of the best. Uh, great people. Great human beings. And really, all of those guys are great human beings uh, that play. Uh, play music for jacket man and um Bo is literally an nba encyclopedia yep him and matt were just nerding out about like karis levert i'm like we're watching football and they're talking about like karis levert i'm like god damn you guys are some league pass sons of bitches huh that guy was fucking knowledgeable about it the nba well, holy shit Bo is a brilliant sports fan dude and he's a long-suffering browns fan who's suffering even more now so shout out to those guys. Um, we got to have Bo on during the NBA season. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. So I'll I go layup line. I'll I go wordless chorus. I mean, that's a little chalky. If you're a Jacket fan, you know wordless chorus. They start every show with it, but they finished the show with it last night. They don't start every show with it, but they start a lot of shows with it. They finished with it last night. It was awesome. Stretch that thing out a little bit. Uh, if you're not a Jacket fan, uh, go check them out. I also want to throw in some Blind Melon because I met Chris Thorne from Blind Melon last night. It was cool as shit. Nice. I was I was I was trying my best not to fanboy. I think we did a pretty good job of of not doing it, but got to spend some time with with him. That was really cool. A uh, huge um, huge Blind Melon fan. Listen, I'm a soup guy. I like soup. Soup is not my. You know, I'm not saying I have a favorite Blind Melon album. Uh, you could go with change. That's kind of chalky. You know, I love the song Time. Sleepy House is great, but I want to shout out uh, one of my favorite Blind Melon songs, The Duke. The Duke is one of my favorite songs, period. It's on soup. So we've got a, a My Morning Jacket layup line. We have a we have a Blind Melon layup line. And that was a great night of music. Um, and anybody who doesn't know Jacket, definitely check them out. 
Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. Touchdown dances, pick sixes, strip sacks, game-winning sacks, tackles, hitting the quarterback, and watching it all with friends in a cooler Miller Lite. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer, Miller Lite. My perfect Miller Lite situation, the air's crisp, the leaves are turning, I got a cooler full of Miller Lights. It's just warm enough to sit outside, maybe an outdoor TV. And I got about 12 to 16 of those bad boys in my cooler. <laughs> and I have three friends over because I'm drinking responsibly. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for football Sundays because of the dependable taste. Your friends love it. It's got low calories and carbs. And it's just a sleek, beautiful can. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, Miller Lite always provides a winning experience. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion. And Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer sold. Or go to MillerLite.com slash GreenLight for delivery options near you. It's Miller Time, official beer partner of the GreenLight Podcast. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You were at the concert last night. I was. <laughs> were you aware that there were two Monday <laughs> night games on? Is this a code break, attending a concert when it's football season? What's the Eagles? It's the Eagles. That's right. the thing that I felt a little, I had the guilties about, Bo. You know, what, what? how do you rule, Judge Bo? I mean, like. I think you're good, man. Of course, you're a very well, well-rounded individual, all right? You know, you got a lot of interests. You got softball. You got concerts. Let's not just pigeonhole you into a football analyst, all right? Thankfully, you got your boy. I was fucking locked out on the couch watching both these fucking games all night. So, plenty of great analysis. For I bet you do, Bo. And I'm glad because last night I felt like kind of a poser. You know, the Eagles are playing. They got all their fancy new toys at home. It's prime time. The game looks electric out there. We'll talk about the game in a minute. Um, you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Should we just talk about Fuck the game? It. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I think. Yeah, let's talk about the, the Eagles game. are for real, man. The Eagles are for real. Um, Dude, it actually sounded so fucking loud at the link. And one of my buddies was there. Um, and I was texting like throughout the game because I was like, dude, how fucking loud is it? He's a Vikings fan. He's. I'm from Minnesota, you know? Who hurt him? So he's wearing a Vikings jersey. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it reminded me a little bit of the, uh, you know, how loud it was for the fucking NFC Championship when we played the Vikings at the link. Oh, yeah. It had that back vibe. Glory, it, had, it, had that, it had that vibe on the TV screen. I went back home uh, half drunk at 1 a.m., 1.30 actually in the morning, and uh, started throwing the condensed game on. And... The energy in that stadium was terrific. I thought the roof was going to come off the place when uh, Dallas Goddard was blocking Harrison Smith along the sideline. That was a great play by him on the Jalen Hurts touchdown. I mean, Jalen Hurts, physical guy, but he gets really physical down by the goal line. Uh, Dallas Goddard, who's a super underrated guy and, and should be a household name, that was an incredible play because I don't think at first he knew whether it was run or pass. And he's looking for a hold as he tries to release out of the backfield, then realizes as he gets out in front of Harrison Smith that he's got to wheel around and make that block, and he takes him for a ride. So the the whole offense, man, looked really good. The RPOs put people in a real bad spot. Even, and, and they had all that success 
even with a multiple Dickerson penalties where he was up the field early in that game, uh, as well as number 56 was down at <laughs> Isaac Samalu, who's you know the new 56. He looks fucking sick in it. Um, Isaac Samalu was down the field. When you run those RPOs, it's tough. But the offensive line looked really good. I mean, like Lane Johnson running a hunter by who's as good a you know a, a dynamic edge rusher as we have in the league. Um, and Jalen Hurts stepping up with his eyes downfield the whole night. You know, clean-ish pocket. Um, I also want to shout our guy out, Kelsey, who looked great. You know, sealing people, great blocks. Block, he had a really good block on like a draw play where he chipped the first line that got up to the second level, which he does so well. But I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago about, I mean, fuck, I guess it was last week about, uh, you know, Jalen Jalen Hurts is his ability to run the ball and how dangerous that is for defenses to defend just from a number standpoint. And you see that, especially on the goal line, you know, he ran and he's a tough fucking runner, man. And I don't know if, I mean, you probably didn't see this, but on the, uh, you know, the fucking, the game copy, they kept showing, like, him squatting 500, 600 pounds and all that. And, like, I'm a fucking meathead, so I love that. But he actually, like, tra- it translates really well into the field for him, man. Like, he is getting some yardage after contact as a quarterback, which I think is pretty badass. Um, well, nothing makes yeah, me feel older than, um, than seeing, like, young dudes squatting 600 pounds. Dude, he had like no belt, no wraps, come on, like, dude. Yeah. Not even like squat shoes. I was sitting there like, God damn, because you know I'm a fucking hater, yeah. right? Like I'd be if you give me like the little, even the smallest amount of something to be like, no, nah, that was a clean rep. I mean, shit looked pretty fucking. He was good, low man. enough. You got some nice depth, Chris. You would have been proud. But you, you were, you were gonna uh, say the the offensive line. Well, actually, you know, I was really intrigued by the. Uh, Vikings defensive line and the you know and how they fare against the um, the Eagles offensive line because I actually talked to Kelsey a little bit last week you know I love fucking hitting Kelsey about stuff and he um, he said that it, he thought it'd be a tough matchup but I thought they did really fucking good like Tomlinson is a pretty big boy and watching him against you know Landon Dickerson like that's fucking big on big man those are probably like two three hundred and thirty plus pounders going against each other and. I thought Jalen Hurts had a pretty clean pocket all night. I think they had. I don't think they had any real. I mean, Hunter you know, got significant uh, Hunter pressure. Hunter sacked him, but but right. you know, Mylotta was running him by. I mean, you know, the, the, yeah. he was clean. There were guys open, but he was delivering the ball, man. He was, and and like yeah, you was. can't fault the guy for his first twelve throws being, you know. And this is credit to the coordinator as well, and and Sirianni. Um, being able to get guys open and scheme them up, but also the Vikings had a shitty game plan. I mean, they just sat back yeah, there what they were doing. In, in shell coverage and 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 let the Eagles hit open dudes. I actually thought Jalen Hurts' best throw of the night early was his first incompletion. I mean, they were all great throws, but you know he's right on the money. You can't take open throws for granted in the NFL. So I'm not saying. Like, listen, guys are open. So you should, listen, he was delivering the football wherever he had to. Uh, but the first incompletion to Dallas Goddard in traffic, Dallas comes down with that ball. I mean, it's a highlight reel type throw. Um, not to mention the one that Dan Orlovsky pointed out on his Twitter today where he's wheeling right, flips his hips around, um, and, and just delivers a strike 30, 40 yards down the field or whatever it was. You had the deep ball to Quez Watkins. We love Quez Watkins. Um, but 
I think people are, are finally seeing enough of Jalen Hurts to say, and you know, Eagles fans who have decided, hey, he was the guy last year, maybe you were ahead of some people. But if he can play like that, you're not even going to be thinking about another guy next April. And, uh, and, and I think the key is for him is stringing these together, right? The first two weeks of the season, we do this for a living. We talk about it every year. We, I, we pour everything into these analyses the first couple of weeks. We're up crunching tape, but, like, we don't know. You know, we really don't know. There's some things we know, but there's some things we don't. For him to, to solidify his reputation as this guy, he just has to do it over and over again. And I don't mean he has to be that good every night. But last year there were some highs and then some lows. So I think he would tell you that. And, and the leadership is off the charts with this cat. I mean, the buy-in from this team is incredible. They have great vibes. Great vibes. The vibes at the link were great, too. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the crowd earlier. But I think, you know, going back on your point a little bit, Chris, is like he looked pretty poised back there, man. And, you know, we talk about him running tough and delivering the ball. But, like, he – the first half, he had, what, two incompletions, and he was dealing the ball to everybody, which was awesome. Um, and then, like, you know, when you see a team, uh, like, right before the half, like, march on the field with, you know, not a lot of time on the clock, like, that's just a poised team that kind of is disciplined and, like, know what the fuck they're doing, which is something you really want to see from a young quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I mean, lots of fucking really good stuff from Hurts and – you know, everybody's been gassing him up, and rightfully so, man. That shit was really fun to The watch. star of the game was Darius Slay. I mean, like, you talk about Jalen was the star, right? Jalen's going to get a lot of credit, and he and he absolutely should. But, I, you know, going in this game, there were a bunch of people like, what's success for the Eagles if they hold Justin Jefferson to X? It'll be. I'm like, if you keep Justin Jefferson under 150 yards, that's a good day at the office, right? And Darius Slay didn't just do that. He had him off his game. Like, Justin Jefferson was making mistakes he doesn't usually make, including in the end zone on that pick, you know, not stepping in front of that ball. But, you know, Kirk Cousins almost gave uh, almost gave Slay two more in the second half, and Maddox had one. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were on fire the back end since the first drive. I mean, Slay on the first third down, he gets a little tug on Jefferson's arm, but who's keeping track? Uh, and then Bradbury on Irv Smith. Uh, on a cross or like the next third down so both corners are on fire and they were playing like top down you know white was yeah. playing fast the guys on the back end were, were playing fast it's just and up front dude you know they have depth you yeah. know they have depth they don't yeah. have to have a bunch of 10 sack guys when we won the super bowl right. we did not have a double digit sack guy okay that you you've got fletch inside you've got hargraves inside who kind of set up um, you know, one of that pick. The pick. Yeah, the pick. They didn't exactly. mention it. Yeah, he had a great move. They didn't mention no, it. No, they didn't. That kind of pissed yeah, me off. Yeah, they don't mention so everything. We have to give him a shout yeah. out. Which yeah, we yeah, do. yeah. So he. We, but no, he had a really nice rush on that slay pick that you were talking about he, earlier, Chris. And I think Fletch had a yep. sack on a TE game, uh, a forced fumble too, which was really nice to see. And I think Sweaty J had one. I think he had like a TFL and a screen pass and a sack to kind of close out the game, which is just a fucking. Great feeling. But the front seven played really well. I always give this dude a shout-out, TJ Edwards. I love him as a player. He had a fuck ton. I think he had double-digit tackles, uh, a couple pressures, TFL. Like, he's a fucking good player. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the defense played really good, man. I don't think – I mean, Dillon didn't do anything. Um, and then, like you said, man, like, JJF did not look like himself at all. So, I thought they had a really good game plan, man. They, they really played well. And 
had a lot of juice. It was fun to watch. Juice is the word, man. And 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 listen, you look at Hassan Reddick and you say, "Hey, you want him to get home?" I was on a Philly radio station earlier with John Clark, and John was like, "What? What does you know Hassan Reddick need to do to get going?" When you're a new, highly touted edge rusher who just got the bag somewhere. You know, you want to get out there and put your best foot forward. You want to play with house money early in the season. And by that, I mean you want to sack, right, like in the first two games. So he doesn't have one yet, I don't think. And I know, like, you can be in that situation feeling like a baseball player in a slump, you know, before I almost deleted that puppy today. That's how I was feeling. I was feeling like Hassan Reddick. <laughs> and, um, you know, Hassan was, was active last night. He got it right in, and he was getting after, I think, saw the left tackle. Is that him from, from Minnesota? He had some really nice rushes. He won in a few ways. He blew up a screen pass. So there's going to be things that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet, especially with a crowded defensive line room where, right. you know, sometimes you think you're on a D line with a bunch of bodies and you're going to just be the beneficiary of a bunch of stuff. But you also might, um, you know, because of game plan and the ball coming out quicker because they got all y'all or because a guy beat you to the quarterback, you might not be the beneficiary of a bunch of stuff. You might just have to keep your head down and keep rushing and trust the people that are watching tape know that you're winning. And so that's a tough deal, but I will say this. It helps take the pressure off him that I think Josh Sweat continues to look like their best edge guy. I mean, when we yeah. saw this coming from the yeah, beginning, that game. guy's a fucking... He's a demon off off the edge, man, and he's a silly motherfucker too. Like he 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 would be giggling right now. So I feel weird talking about him in such a serious manner, but he's a problem. And uh, if it weren't for that injury, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have slid where he slid in the draft. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. Plus. Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can look as sharp as your favorite athlete on game day. There are countless athletes who wear cuts, including myself and some of my favorite fellow athletes like Rob Gronkowski, Damian Lillard, and even baseball legend Mariano Rivera. I wear my tailored shirt in particular around the office because you know it's casual, but it's also fitted. It looks good. It looks professional. I can kind of I can slide into a business meeting, but I'm also comfortable. I can do my job in comfort, but I can wheel and deal in the office when we have business folks in. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. These are some of the best quality t-shirts you'll own. They're engineered to last and won't fall apart after a few washes. These aren't fast fashion shirts. These are cuts. For the next three days only, they're having their biggest sale ever. If you go to cutsclothing.com slash greenlight, you can get 25 to 50% off on the entire site. That's cutsclothing.com slash greenlight for 25 to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. And if you're hearing this after, you can still get 15% off your first order. That's cutsclothing.com slash greenlight. Bo, what do you think of that kid, Tui Pelotu? I think he's a good player, man. I was uh, I was watching him a lot. I think he's a very underrated guy. Um, I thought he had a pretty good game, so I'm going to continue to check him out. He's uh, he's an intriguing player, man. It's kind of like what Chris said. You know, there's a lot of guys that get a lot of love, and rightfully so. And then, you know, if you're role players that play really well consistently, especially – you know, first and second down, that can be a big role. To let I, agree, I agree, I agree, bro. Down. 
Um, so, One hand washes yeah, the other. Yeah, I played well, man. Exactly, brother. They both wash the face. The biggest question I think everybody was uh, wanted to know, especially the ones that watch the broadcast, did Dan Orlovsky truly fart? Their quarterback is the most indefensible quarterback in the NFL. Now, the big... The big, the big change is the commitment to running the football. So I didn't obviously hear this in real time, and I was aghast when I when I realized that this was picking up traction. What a nightmare! You know, there's nothing worse yeah. than the possibility of a wrongfully accused fart. It drives me crazy. And you know, as an aside, when when something stinks in the room and you point it out, and people are like, "He who smelt a delta." like what the fuck does that mean i i i have my smell somebody shit their pants so i hate being wrongfully accused of farting and as the big guy whether it's on an airplane or in an elevator people always look at you 100 percent, chris i actually have a policy where i do not i'm anti i don't fart around people man i try not to because of that exact thing i'm always blamed so i'm gonna give orlowski the benefit of the doubt i listen to that little clip more than i care to admit and here's the thing. It sounded like he was kind of doing his little, you know, his little, he was talking about his little bits and stuff. And he kind of got, you know, tongue-tied. <laughs> and and I thought he maybe made a little... Oh, like to make fun of himself? To make fun of himself? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. But, I thought but you would think that I mean, he would address it today, Bo. If, if that, wouldn't he come right out and address it? I don't know. I mean, he leaned into it a little bit, which is kind of like... Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the biggest thing for me. The guy's six foot seven, right? He's fucking freakishly tall. Um, And judging by the sound of that fart, it sounds so loud. You really think his microphone, which is like five feet above his belt, like you think that he's got a long ass torso. You think that that fart sounded so like clean and that's a good. It did sound. It sounded like it was right on the mic, dude. The mouth noise. It was almost you know? like somebody in the t- he got a little tongue twied. Yeah, like, like somebody in a TV truck. Maybe he just didn't want to, you know, protest too much because you know that would probably sometimes you know to get accused of something like that and you, you go over a little bit. It's a too nightmare. Much. It doesn't really help your case. It's a nightmare. So. What do you do? You fight for yourself. People say you're farting. Thoughts and prayers, man. We got to put him on the fucking IR or something. Yeah, that was t- that was tough. It didn't even sound like a natural fart, dude. Sound like a whoopee cushion. No, it sounded too. It, it was too. Yeah, you know, that's an, we're tackling the important questions early here. <laughs> exactly, Get hitting the hitting the hitting the important. And let me stuff, and let me Chris. say this: Monday night football overlapping sucks. Don't do that. Yeah, not with sucks. any regularity, yeah, was, please. Like, yeah. and it was two good games too. I mean, well, actually, not fucking like close games, but like fun games to watch, I guess is more what I meant. The reason we watch Monday Night Football so intently is because everybody is watching the same thing. That's the power of Monday Night Football. The game could be terrible, but it's a shared experience. And when you siphon people off into two groups, it's like the uh, it's like the it's like uh, the government, you know, they're trying to divide us. Yeah. And uh, it's the same yeah. thing with Monday Night Football. We're stronger together watching fucking Jags Colts on a Monday night or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or you could just go to a concert. Well, you know? easy. It's too soon. <laughs> uh, but here's another thing. Here's another thing, Bo. Every football game that you watch in the NFL, and really like all year, if you're watching football, chances are it's competing with a bunch of other football games, except for on Monday yeah. and Thursday night. Like you're in the playoffs, whether it's wild card round, divisional, until you get to the Super Bowl, 
like or championship weekend, I believe, like you have to choose between games. Don't make us choose. You talked about interesting um, Monday night games. Maybe they shouldn't invite Kirk Cousins back anymore because he's two and ten all time on Monday night games. He is a talk about mediocre yeah. quarterbacks as well. He's sixty, sixty, and two career record. <laughs> but he's got he's got he got the bag, man. Because he got that sometimes bag, he can spin that thing and it can look so fucking pretty. He'll he'll be out there looking like Joe Montana, bro. Sometimes, you know, and and. Boy, he has had some play action and some, uh, you know, juice out of the backfield in Minneapolis. has made him look better than he is sometimes, but I don't know, man. And I, I just want to say this. I don't hate that button-down shirt. Zag, dude. Green light, not red light. I want a green light, that button-down shirt. There's a lot of bros in Charlottesville that were at the My Morning Jacket concert dressed like, just like him. Like a youth pastor? That's not a youth. That's not necessarily a youth pastor. That could also be a guy that you know likes to paddle the river on the weekends, and you know he's got some <laughs> kids and lives in Charlottesville and wears flip flops everywhere. Jeans with flip flops is a code break. Kingston walked in here the other day. Had this new fucking haircut. It, he he looked really sick, like to the point where I was like, "Damn, dude, you look fucking tight with that haircut." But then I looked down and he had jeans with flip flops, and I think he got complacent because he was feeling good about the haircut. And then you commented on it right before we met the guys from My Morning Jacket, so I felt super awkward. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you also said... What a fucking he, he, Yeah, that, that's, they love to paint me as that around here. But, like, uh, yeah. it, it just makes everything easier. You know, if your boss is a bully, then I do, you know, I fuck no, the up. the first and, thing you said was nice haircut. You yeah, I good. led with like, a compliment. You're good. But then... It was actually helpful advice. Now I know. The guys from... Well, no, it wasn't... Because you go... I actually thought about that before I left the house, so... You actually thought about the decision. It's not like I blindsided you. You were like, do I put these sandals on? I could put some socks on. I had no clean socks. That was the issue. <laughs> I think if you go like jeans and sandals, you got to really roll those puppies up, man. Go like mid, mid-calf. You know, lean into it even more. See, I like socks with I like socks with slides. I, some people think that's a code break. I'll do that all day. All right. That's a locker room move. I respect that, Chris. Talking about slides, the Titans slid right down the uh, power <laughs> rankings, right? Yeah. They're, that they're, Bills-Titans game, 41-7. Yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I was twisted in the crowd at, at, at Jacket, and I looked out at my phone and said, holy shit, and I showed my friends. And they were like, yeah, I mean, wow. I caught the first half of that game, man. I mean, it was... It wasn't that fun to watch after a while, frankly. Um, but... You know, it's <laughs> the Bills are fucking good, man, and it's not like they. <laughs> this is a pretty hot take. Yeah, hold on a right second. Now. Let me call uh, the fire department on you. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fucking spicy, and I'm willing to die on that hill. You know, the Bills are pretty yeah. good. Uh, but goddamn, I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying about that because shit got out of hand so quickly. Um, Oh, yeah, they've beaten, you know, what have been good teams with the Titans and the Rams. And I'm the not so sure that the too, Titans are a good team this year. I'm not I'm, I'm not, not as sure either, as I've man. been in, year pa- in years past. Like, it doesn't seem like right. Derrick Henry's just giving them the pass. You know, like, when, when D. Henry's carrying that team, I just, it, it's just getting to be scary hours for this window for them. Like, this window has yeah. been open. I talk a lot about windows, but it's a very real thing. Their window has been wide open for a couple years now, and the quarterback play at times has been what's held them back. Like last year, if Ryan plays better, 
they probably beat the team that uh, that was representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, they 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 had that opportunity, and they, they've had opportunities in years past, and um, they just haven't had the firepower. And now it feels like it's scary hours for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, they. I mean, we talk about like we've talked in the past about like you know, and you're in for a fucking miserable week of practice. These guys, the Titans, short week. Like if they they've got the Raiders are coming up. They are gonna have a tough week of practice, you know what I mean? Because they are, they've been there, they got their ass whooped. Somebody's got to call the NFLPA this week because there's definitely gonna be some violations out there. I mean, they're gonna be <laughs> yeah, they're gonna exactly. Be, <laughs> it's gonna be like the like, longest yard out there. Home on Monday night, they probably didn't get in until like fucking four a.m. in Nashville. You know, after getting their asses whooped and then just at the facility the next day at eleven. Watching that tape, like oh, they—that's the worst plane ride right there. I mean, I, I'd like to redact whoever that's gotta be. because that is awful. I mean, it's not the worst plane ride in the world from a distance standpoint, but you're right. There's no like see you Wednesday. Uh, it's see you no. like later this morning. Go home, get a nap. See you at nine. See you at nine a.m. Yeah. And I used to play for the Patriots, and now I'm going to jam my foot up your ass for four and a half days. Exactly. That's that's what that's what it's and gonna be this week. Because one time I was on busting with the boys, and I was like, "Frable, man, really cool, right?" And Will Compton was like, "Yeah, he's also really kind of a fucking hard ass." And I was like, "Damn!" So he really he's he's about that life, and I think it's gonna get real this week. Yeah, a lot of guys walking around some tight assholes in that facility. Ooh, that that's uh, an award we should give out. Really, like this this. The sphincter, uh, the superlative. <laughs> like the sphincter gauge. Yeah, because I think like if you look at the teams this week, who's got? I think I think Carolina is is Carolina's ready to explode. If you get another, it's the way they're losing. You know, the, these are not exciting football games, and Matt Rule, his seat was at least like a heated toilet seat to start the year, and now it's heating up a little bit more. And Baker Mayfield. Just moved in. He's got a Bojangles right down the hallway. He's, he thought he had the setup, but it's feeling even worse than the Browns stadium where he lived last. I mean, they, they, it's just not working, man. So I feel like that's that's the assholes are tight in Carolina. I think assholes are tight, as you pointed out, in Tennessee. Who else is 0-2? Well, the Colt, Colts are 0-1-1. Colts, Colts are... Colts are not the assholes aren't tight in the Colts building. I think because Frank Reich is a is a good man and shit won't run downhill where he just starts pointing the fingers and blames everybody. I'm not saying Matt Rule and Mike Vrabel aren't, but I think Frank like I think more everybody's sad in Indy like the sadness yeah, factor. Like we might need to check in on them next week after they play the Chiefs this weekend, man. That might be a it's a tough ooh, scene. That's a tough be, scene there. That's a yeah. tough one. I mean, I also think it's just disappointing as hell for them because expectations were a little higher than oh one and one um, for the Colts, but the Raiders are zero and two also, right? So the Raiders, the Raiders this weekend is going to be an don't laugh on the bus on any of those teams. Don't smile on the bus. No. Don't don't do anything on the bus. Just yeah. stare. Just walk around the facility. Straight ahead. Bite your fucking. Oh jaw. my god! Do the way dudes come in on like a Monday this. after a loss, like like just mean mugging the mean mugging the 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 lobby, like the receptionist. Like you're walking by the receptionist, you got to act hard. Bengals are zero two. Also, oh yeah. Bengals too, yeah. But I think people believe there. They know they're good. That's part of it. Like when you know you're good early in the season and you're 0-2 and, 
everybody's pissed off. Um, but when you're on a team like Carolina, you're like, damn, this is who we are, huh? Tried to talk ourselves into it. I mean, it, the Bengals, Bengals took a tough loss to a backup quarterback with the Cowboys, and you know they gave up seven sacks. We could talk about that a little bit if you want. You say you give me some shit for not listening to the pod, but I actually did listen to uh, Kyle's breakdown of um, some of the offensive line issues that the Bengals have had. I thought he made some pretty poignant comments there, Chris. I yeah. think Kyle's was shockingly well-spoken. Poignant, eh? I think poignant, you might want to yeah, look into that word. word today. Poignant, poignant uh, it's, it evokes sadness. It's not unless he's sad about the Bengals. I've misused it before, uh, Bo. I'm 37. I'm a few years ahead of you. you I, sure? I don't mean to I, be. Let me get a fucking. Let me get a vibe check on the word poignant. Poignant, invoking a keen sense of sadness or regret. Did Kyle regret? Did so, Kyle regret so something? Poignant. Is po- is it, did they I bury he maybe somebody? Might have regretted the play. <laughs> of the, of the offensive line uh, from uh, the Bengals, uh, man. Uh, Seven. It sacks? does feel like the word poignant Ooh. should be able to be used like in a hey, he was right on target because I used to do that too, Bo. Hold it. I thought he made some very pointed comments about the Eagles. Yeah. How about that? With some prudent name? tips in there, if the Bengals the, are listening the to Bengals. the podcast. Jeez. Okay, so tell me yeah, what you exactly. saw in short. I think it's a mass problem. It's not an individual problem. Um, there's kind of a lot of shit going on, man. They just look incredibly unsettled. Um, you know, they have a bunch of new guys at the, um, you know, on that offensive line unit that wasn't really that great last year. And a couple of familiar faces that I think you've likely played against as well, like Lyle Collins at right tackle, who's a really big, heavy handed motherfucker, dude. Yeah. I think my neck still hurts oh, so, uh, from his punch. <laughs> I told you before I've said this in the pod like I used to try to joke with him he just doesn't like joking and and, and the last game we played he he came up and was like hey man much respect but I was like I want to see you at a nightclub and be on your bad side yeah uh, and then Alex Kappa, they signed in free agency um, you know he got a pretty good deal and I played with him in, down here in Tampa Bay um, Ted Karras, who I think was he in New England when you were there, but he was in New England for a couple yeah, years. Yeah, but you know, Miami, like he's he, kind of he's a, a hardworking guy, but he was never like a highly talented guy. So, like, if you're building a line out of five of those guys, and I'm not claiming that's what they're doing, but who's the biggest freak show on that O line? Jonah Williams, the left, tackle, the left tackle, and that's usually yeah. where you, where it is. Yeah. But they're not an overly talented group, you know. No, but they should certainly be playing better than they are right now. And it's, I mean, to to Kyle's point that he made, I think it was on your Monday show, like you just talked a little bit how close they are. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, he also fucking gave up seven sacks. And, you know, we, we have talked a lot about how Micah Parsons from the Cowboys is an unbelievable rusher. So I think he had two that game. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's. Joe Burrow just looks a little bit unsettled in the pocket. Like, he's kind of scrambling around a little bit too much. There's some breakdowns with fucking tight ends and running back and protection, too, that I was looking at. There's just kind of a lot of shit going on. And it seems a little bit like a game plan thing in a sense of, like, you know, if you're if you're the Bengals, you should understand that, you know, you have a young fucking quarterback who's a little, little jittery in the yeah. pocket. Just tee up some short shit for him. Like, he doesn't need to hit a home run every play, which – it's kind of hard when you have somebody at the mentality of Joe B, but let's just get in a fucking rhythm. And then I was also looking at this in- interesting infographic of like how 
um, shitty Joe Burrow has been in like the first two drives of yeah. the game. It's like, is that a first 15 thing? Because those are all they scripted. They are scripted. You know what I mean? And, you know, you, you so have like, to look at the coach. I mean, uh, listen, it, it's tough because I played with, with Sam Bradford, who obviously, you know, people don't think of like Joe Burrow, and I'm not comparing the two, but Sam had a great rookie year, man. And people were like, he is, he is future him. Like some people were t- talking like he was Himothy. And, um, and I believe there was a lot of Himothy in him. But there was so much, there was so much, it was an onslaught every week. I mean, he was getting hit right. and he was far less mobile than Joe. Yeah. And, you know, he had the ACL in college. Um, he had two ACLs in the NFL. And there was just never a moment to breathe and learn and rep things in a controlled environment, or at least relatively controlled. And I, I worry about Joe, like you can overcome it for a year, but at, year after year, what's the compounding cost of muscle memory in like constant fight or flight mode like it, there's never just, yeah, just cortisol through yeah the he's roof, fucking actually. he needs to get his blood worked on dude <laughs> because he's out there with yeah he needs to yeah i don't know if he needs some gaba but like something take some zma i got something for him him, but but (laughs) he might need it for pain too because (laughs) yeah like joe burrow cannabis for pain he could make a billion dollars off the fucking field if they just let us get the bag on the on but joe burrow it it, i if i could just kind of fucking nail my point home from earlier is like it is an o-line issue a little bit it's also a team issue. I think if they, it's a quarterback issue. It's an offensive issue. I think if they can just get a fucking win and relax yep, a little they bit. they need breathing well. Everything, exactly. I think it'll really square itself away. And they have, they're have they coming up. They're playing the Jets next week. So, I mean, I, there's some uh, ho- Hey, hold on. I'm just saying, like, if they play well and get a win, I think, a lot of these. It's it's just so ironic that you're looking, you're in a desert, you're looking for a drop of water in your Joe Burrow, and you're like, oh, finally, a quote-unquote bad team. The team that beat us last November. And, you know, like, I'm looking at that game this week, and I'm really interested to see how they, they respond against a team that just beat them. And uh, they're four-and-a-half-point favorites. So, you know, like, a lot of people are going to bet the Bengals. I don't know, man. I don't know yet. I, let me look at some more tape. Okay. Any, any chance there could be a controversy up there in New York if they keep winning? If they're like three and one? Uh, if Joe Flack, Joe Flacco, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. The way he was slinging the ball around the the yard the other day, he must have seen the the mannequin with the boner on the bus ride in. Like these people have to. <laughs> we got to stop this shit, dude. Like this is out of control. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I hope it doesn't become muscle memory. That this is not how you want to learn football. So. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can look as sharp as your favorite athlete on game day. There are countless athletes who wear Cuts, including myself and some of my favorite fellow athletes like Rob Gronkowski, Damian Lillard, and even baseball legend Mariano Rivera. I wear my tailored shirt in particular around the office because, you know, it's casual, but it's also fitted. It looks good. It looks professional. I can kind of, I can slide into a business meeting, but I'm also comfortable. I can do my job in comfort, but I can wheel and deal in the office when we have 
business folks in, Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. These are some of the best quality t-shirts you'll own. They're engineered to last and won't fall apart after a few washes. These aren't fast fashion shirts. These are cuts. For the next three days only, they're having their biggest sale ever. If you go to cutsclothing.com slash greenlight, you can get 25 to 50% off on the entire site. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash greenlight for 25 to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. And if you're hearing this after, you can still get 15% off your first order. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash greenlight. I was going to say earlier, uh, do you think the Bears fans sphincters are tight because of what Justin Fields said in the post-game uh, press conference? I think Bears fans are having trouble holding it in. Sphincters being tight. They've been, they're used to this. <laughs> they got the Marilyn Monroe, Monroe syndrome down there in Chicago as sports fans. They just can't control it. I saw a guy the other day. He was crying. He had a. You see, if you've seen this this video, Google Bears fan crying. Bo, the poor guy. I'm looking it up. I'm gonna right cape now. for him. I'm gonna give him an out because the guy was wearing a fucking a Letterman's jacket, a jersey, an undershirt, and a beanie, and a sweatband indoors watching the game. His girl comes in. She's recording him, and he's crying. He's not crying. His eyes are sweating. The guy's fucking hot as shit. It's it's he's inside. Just go. He's the guy is. I'm not crying. He's like and and then the girl. She's like, why do you always ask like, act like this? Yada yada yada. Because she doesn't understand. She's not a Bears fan. And he's like, I've been with this team for 22 years. I've been with you one month. <laughs> Whatever it was. Well, love. That. I'm like. Just dig yourself deeper hole, man. Good no, stuff. I think he Double needs down. to move on. Get the on. fucking girl pissed. The, I got to find this fucking video. It's a great man. video. The poor guy. He might have been uh, the only fan Justin Fields would have let into the locker room. After the game, Justin Fields said, I mean, it hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. Well, I want to hear what the question. I kind of love you know, exa- <laughs> he's, heard, he's heard one too many, you know, you owe us. In his career, and I, I also just I <laughs> yeah. want to hear what the question was. You know, like what he was responding to, because he may have been like, "What do you say to the Bears fans who you know you've let down?" Which is a stupid question. Question was Fields was asked if losing against the Packers stings more because of the rivalry and how much Bears fans want to win the game. Oh, that's a stupid question. I mean, like, okay, do you want the guy to just the guy could lie and say, "Yeah, you know, that's why I care." He just got here, okay. I think you can feel the tradition when you walk in the door, but at the end of the day, it's about the players on the field and the guys that he's not lying, dude. I think the way I would put it is fans care more in the moment. Like fans are more apt to break down and cry, right? To to elicit a big emotional response. Guys care a lot, right? They're not, it's not all jersey swaps, okay? We put a ton of work in when the fans are doing whatever they're doing in their life like all week, like we're working while you're going about your job or hanging out with your family or we're away from our families doing this. And like, so I understand him wanting to be like, Hey, pump the brakes. I know I've, I've heard it since I've been here. It's the the fans care more in Chicago than anywhere in the world. We got it. Like it's the, 
you know, the football fans, you owe them this, that, and the third. I love the fact that he just said that because it's true. And anybody who's really upset about that, it's his life, dude. It's your Sunday. And I know for some people you say, no, the Bears are my life. But if this guy fails, the rest of his life he walks into a room and he's like, oh, that's Justin Fields' Bears flame out. You go, you go on with your life. So I, so I totally understand where he's coming from. And I know like a, as a quotable, it's like, fuck, man, maybe don't say that. But I, I have no issue with it. I love it. I, th- I think as a player, you you get, especially in the social media era, you get so fucking sick and tired of hearing about fans, exactly what you said, Chris, who think that they care more about a loss or they're put somehow put investing themselves more into the game than you are as a player. And it's a pretty absurd sentiment. Cause, and you go back and you see your phone and you, as much as you don't want to, you open shit up on social media and you check your mentions and it's hard to not get fucking hot about that. And I think that was probably an emotional reaction that he wishes he could take back. But as players, Chris, I think we both have fucking been there and been like, yeah, it's, that's the truth. He didn't take on what <laughs> Joe blow from fucking Chicago didn't take on one fucking double. Oh, and Joe Blow from Chicago is not opening his phone to a million like fuck you dies or (laughs) whatever this cat's getting. And I can imagine uh, it's a lot of pent up aggression he's feeling. That's a city that's and it's a great football city and fans are awesome. I always say this Eagles fans made my time in Philly. These two things can be true at once. But at the end of the day, when I leave the field, I got to live with it. You know, that's my life. And so, yeah. Players care more than the fans. The fans have the luxury sometimes to care more outwardly or like, you know, break a TV. But is that caring? Like, that's just being frustrated and drunk and maybe you lost some money on the game or whatever. Me, I got to wake up tomorrow and get ready for the Patriots or the fucking Jets or the Bills. Like, I don't have time to to sulk. So my question to y'all is, and Cowboy, you can weigh in here, but what are the games we're most excited about seeing this weekend? The ones we're circling, um, obviously, Bills Dolphins is number one. I, I I believe it's number one. I think that's going to be just such a heavy hitter, um, fun game where a lot of narratives are going to be drawn from. I think there's some uh, ugly football that might be played in the Steelers Browns game. You'll have some uh, tough matchups there. The Bengals might have a bounce back game against the Jets. It depends on which Jets team shows up, week one or week two. Week no, one, Flacco. Final two minutes. Or week two, Flacco. Week two, final two minutes, Jets. Right. I mean, those guys are out of control. If they can harness that power. And how about this NFC North matchup, Vikings-Lions. Are the Lions for real? Can they continue to, to throw up 30-plus points? Uh, in each game are the Vikings, which again, which yeah. team is it uh, for the Vikings week one or week two? Look for the Lions to gash these guys off tackle. I mean, uh, big plays. They've been towards the top when it comes to big explosive runs, uh, and they've done it two weeks in a row. And the Vikings, not so much on the other side of it. Jared Goff, this guy, Bo and I were talking about it earlier. If, if Go look at his numbers since December. I'm not saying that you should take this sample size and run with it. But it is ironic how like some quarterbacks can have like a, a good game or two and we're ready to cement the narrative. But a guy who's actually played the Rams into the Super Bowl and had some high highs. I mean, I watched the Vikings and the Rams play at one point. Um, I think I forget what year that was, but I watched the the Rams and the Chiefs score 50 apiece. It was like 54-51. That can't all be Sean McVay. I mean, could it all be Sean McVay? So my point is, 
Jared Goff deserves an opportunity to be evaluated in this in this scenario and not just written off. And I've been guilty of just writing this off as a bridge kind of situation. He's got a chance this week to say, like, fuck, I'm 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 back to at least a little bit closer to what I was uh in LA before shit got hairy for me. Yeah, I mean, and he played he played really well against the against the commanders last week. And so you got kinda gotta give him credit for that. I've been I've been a little critical of him in the past. We got Packers, Bucks. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm really into. That's one I'm really excited. For. Jags, Chargers is going to be sneaky, the most fun game of the week. I mean, I could be wrong. It could get ugly, but and you know how this is. Like we don't care that that Justin Herbert's ribs are a little jacked up. You know, it's not like it's the only place we can hit somebody. You know as defensive linemen these days it doesn't feel dirty to say i'm gonna i'm gonna drill this cat and if you know you've got to bring everything you got he's my size if i'm an edge rusher and uh you know i'm probably in awe of his gutsy performance but if i'm you know trayvon walker or josh allen who had a really good game last week um coming off a week where we hold you know um taylor to whatever it was i mean it wasn't much he got on the ground um I'm thinking, let's go fucking let's impose our will on this group. Now it's a it's they're gonna have some challenges, namely protecting Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I've said again and again this week, been on interviews, did it on this pod, like he looked a lot better week two. And I'm excited to see this game. And that could be a good uh a low key quarterback tool if Trevor Lawrence really can yeah. show that he's as good as he's played in the first two weeks. Yeah build off his week two performance he could um that that could be a good quarterback game do you think what's more likely the colts to get their first win against the chiefs or the giants to take their first loss against the cowboys (laughs) oh i think definitely the giants take their first loss against the cowboys those games are muddied up anyways like they and honestly uh, (laughs) i'm looking at you giants all right, you're at full strength. The Cowboys aren't. You got them coming to New York, right? Um, and that's a big win for the Cowboys. So the classic, hey, letdown game, even though it's in division, you can tell me it's a rivalry all you want, but this could get a little sleepy, and the Giants could could make this interesting. I don't know what the line is, but. Giants favored by two. Wow. Interesting. I didn't expect that. Well, you know where everybody's going to be betting. I don't know if everybody's going to be betting the Cowboys. I just feel like it's such a Peter public team anyways, right? Uh, And then the big national stage win last week and an uninspiring win over the Panthers for the Giants. So that'll be interesting to see where the money is there. And Commies, uh, Eagles, man, we didn't even talk about this, the Carson Wentz Bowl. Oh, that's right. I mean, this is something I want to ask you about, Chris, when – how do you think uh, Carson's going to get treated in Philly when he goes back to the I think league? he's going to be booed. I saw, you know, Russell Wilson get booed yeah. last week and I didn't I wasn't yeah. moved to any emotion. Uh so Carson getting booed <laughs> is not going to move me to any emotion even though I like the guy. Well, Jalen Rager got booed too during the Monday night game. I think I'm not sure if you caught that, but he got booed hard. He was back for a punt. He was asking for some more from the fans, and then got like a. You know what's fucked up? You know what's kind of fucked up? They should. They should. And Howie's my friend, but they should turn to the up to the press box and boo him and Jeffrey. You know, I I think fans are funny about this shit. Like Jalen Rager was doing his very best. You think he didn't want to be good? 
you know, he right. just exactly. y'all picked him too early, and uh, and so yeah. yeah, I mean, like uh, I feel for that kid, but you're gonna fault a guy for being a first round yeah. pick, <laughs> like it's yeah, th- it's, I, I don't know, man, but. Um, no, I, I think I they're gonna they're gonna boo Carson, um, and and we're right. gonna find out a lot about. I cannot wait to see this game, dude. This is juicy. Raiders Titans is desperation is the desperation bowl. Yeah, I actually am low key very very intrigued by this game too. I mean, that's definitely one I'm gonna tune tune in for. And like, there's nothing more violent than a bunch of desperate guys playing football. That's the sphincter bowl, yeah. man. Uh huh. The sphincter bowl. That's the sphincter bowl this weekend. There we go. There you go. That's what it is. It's the sphincter bowl. We worked it out in real time. That's going to be a, a weekly thing. I got to give you my drip king. My drip king, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Amazon set. I mean, good Lord, man. He's always going to be, he's always going to be Fitz, man. It's a fucking complete legend. It was fun to watch him too. I thought he had some really good commentary. I mean, this shirt is uh, electric, man. It's electric. He's he's at a luau somewhere. He looks happy in every picture. Probably just came from one of his kids' birthday parties. Just rolled up to the set. Um, do you have a drip king this week? Do you have any any superlatives to hand out, Bo? No, I mean it's usually it's one or the other, man. It's either beefcake of the week or drip king. I think. Uh, you know, you kind of fits kind of takes a cake with that. I do have one I want to talk about, which is Man Dog of the Week. You know, just real quick, last week we gave that to Cam Hayward, who balled out uh, against the Bengals week one. This uh, this week, I want to talk about Kenny Clark, who I think is a really fucking good interior defensive lineman. Who's, I mean, I know he's you know he's very highly thought wildly of underrated. I think he's. He, Wildly underrated, yes. And he threw a fucking hump move that tossed the center for the uh, Bears. And he had a great rush, like a rip to hump counter. Yeah. You know, I know it's a podcast, so you can't see that. But the hump move is one of my favorite It's a great move. It's a great move. You know that. Reggie White. Uh, but Howie exactly. Long. Reggie White. That's. Yep. yep. Um, so, if, would love to. I mean, Man Dog of the Week is Kenny Clark. Would love to get him on the pod. Yeah, we got to get but, Kenny on the pod. Um Really, really interested to see how he plays, too, against the Bucs. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but Green Bay and uh, Tampa will be a great game to no watch. Question. This no week. question. So, yeah, Kenny Clark, Man Dog of the Week. You know, I'm not an athlete anymore, per se. I did just join a softball league, uh, but I'm a podcaster, and to podcasters, gut health is very important. My morning routine is very important. My breakfast is very important. Walking downstairs to the kitchen to the song Narco is very important to me. But nothing is more important than drinking AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to find a nutritional drink that could add to my daily routine to improve my gut health and energy. I just rip it open, and it's over with. I don't have to mix a bunch of stuff, it's easy. I've been on it for six months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, which is a good thing, it tastes really good. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it, it's that simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com greenlight. 
Again, that is athleticgreens.com greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's go to, let's, let's do some mail and get out of here. And Bo, we've got one. You've already responded to it, but I'd like you to expand on uh, this establishment and what it means to you. The question was from at Zach Steven, ask Bo what his Culver's order is. Oh, yeah. Culver's. I'm a big Culver's guy. Better brand of beef makes butter burger better. Um, so, you know, grew up in Minnesota and went to college at University of Wisconsin. There's a lot of Culver's on 94. On Never had route. Culver's. Uh, well, you need to fucking correct that, Chris. Let me Uber eat you some right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to get, you know, double butter burger with cheese and then six tenders, some honey mustard, call it a day. The fries at Culver's low key aren't great, but I'll still eat them. Um, you know, because you kind of have to, but yeah, that's my order. And if I'm feeling really good about myself, then I'll get some sort of fucking custard as well. Custard. I was about to say, you can't go to Culver's without getting their custard. Yeah. But this is a weird move. Maybe I'm just getting a straight vanilla, like milkshake. I'm so, on that boat. Like vanilla. That's what I get when I vanilla there. with sprinkles in a dish, you know, because you're usually driving, so it's like you don't want to cone because that's not going to work. Oh, I had a McFlurry this weekend. It was heavenly. Oreo, of course. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, Culver's. Or, well, just, Why don't we get Culver's? Let's get Culver's to sponsor this pod. Fuck yeah, that. well, they'd have to put one here. I'll reach out, Chris. This one's for you. Uh, at T-A-L-T-E-R asks, is it possible you're better at fantasy when you don't draft? Standings would suggest. Tommy Alter. Uh, so I must be up in the league, and of course this, the background is this is the league that um, they tried to shadow ban me from because in favor of Caruso, his, uh, his NBA friends. I love Alex Caruso's game and everything, but the, it really is a twisting of the knife to find out that the draft was moved to appease the NBA guy because he had a flight to Paris. You know, the background here is the league uh, texted me a time and then, you know, sneaky emailed me a time change on the draft and my draft was auto-drafted. And so I'm 2-0 and in the league and what Tommy's implying is that I'm not a good drafter because... Um, to, how the fuck does that make sense? I don't expect you, to, Tommy. I don't expect you to make sense. I just don't. You know, a guy who texts somebody the time of the draft and then emails them the time change. You want to send me a fucking raven, Tommy? You want to? You want to? You want to send a telegraph, Pony Express? You fucking newsboy hat wearing, <laughs> Peaky Blinders without the, without the knives and shit. You just look like a Peaky Blinders guy. Pop quiz, hot shot. Who won the, the Charlottesville Gentlemen's League last year? Chris Long. And he fucking drafted his team. So what now, Tommy? And I'm going to win your league. And I'm going to take the money. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to terrorize you somehow. I'm going to be like Liam Neeson. This one's from uh, at Papa Hot's. Is a beer fresh out of the fridge better than a slightly warmer one, but it's on a, uh, a lake or an o- ocean? Listen, man. He didn't say river. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with the fridge. But I'm a lake boy. Give me that lake yeah, beer. Yeah, you give me that river beer. Just float that thing right next to yeah, me. Lake yeah, lake beer. 
put that Miller Lite in a, in a cold mountain stream, just wedge it between two rocks yeah. when you're camping, just sit it there. It's nature's cooler. Then you go back down to the river, snag one. You don't even need to pack an igloo. Oh, you're at the beach and it's hot as hell and you're sweating and you're just, oh, just 15 to 45 Miller Lights There's deep. a bunch of fucking airplanes flying overhead with, uh, with messages tied to the back and people covered in white <laughs> sunscreen and footballs hitting your, your beach towel. You're with six to 10 friends because you drink responsibly. For sure, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Drink your response. Yeah, I, I have one here. Can I? I know you got a couple more. I want to. I want to hit this one real quick. Read because you don't want to lose it here. This is from Zambo on Twitter. Had leftover meats, capicola, salami, prosciutto from a Sunday charcut. How do you? Can somebody say that word for me? Charcuterie. 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 Why don't they call it a meat board, dude? I, I petitioned yeah. to change the name. Adult neighbors. Lunchable is all yeah, you need to call Yeah, not as good as a Lunchable, dude. I might go to 7-Eleven tonight. So, um, one, because I've had dinner and I'm an athlete recovering. A Sunday charcuterie board that I took to the office for lunch. I ate them with my hands at the desk. Is that a code break? Fuck no. To Live eat Capicola in an office? Gabagool. He's just the whole office smells like cold cuts because of you. First off, and then secondly, like you hey, can't go to your car to eat that. You're gonna sit here and tell me that you've never stood in your fridge and eaten fucking cold cuts like Tony Soprano at like one a.m. For sure, dude. I also I I kind of been yeah. I've been weaning off the cold cuts, but you know, your your fridge is not your office, dude. There's other people there trying to not with that attitude. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's a code break to me <laughs> eating fucking lunch meats all loud and nah, you do you, baby, with your hands. That's a lot better than fucking heating up some salmon or shit like that in the office. Well, nobody, you know, nobody said to heat a fish. So you're saying if you put bread on the other side of that and then ate it, it would not be a code break, but right? Because your hands aren't getting no all. Who cares I, about your hands? Well, what if you have to shake? Uh, if Carl from uh, from fucking HR walks in, Carl, good to see you. Oh, what's that on the guy's hands? It's oh, it's just a capicola slime. It is a code break, dude. You're eating cold cuts around here. Oh yeah, I need to enact an office rule, dude. Nah, eat up. What's gonna stop me from eating corned beef hash with my hands, huh? What's next? Where do we draw the line? (laughs) Let me do this thing. Where do we draw the line? Huh, Bo? Oh, fuck it. Let's do a corned beef hash pod. I would eat a pound <laughs> of that stuff at my desk. What? Craig eats fucking capicola with his hands. I can't eat uh, some corned beef hash. I can't eat raw. I can't eat elk, ground elk. Like, what? Cube steak? <laughs> what if I What if I redneck this, this experience up? Taco what, meat? It, Just taco yeah. meat with your yeah, hands? Yeah, dude. It's a code break. All right, this guy, Autumn Cheese, said, I hate Dan Snyder and the Washington football team, but I've been a fan all my life. My wife is from Philly and wants me to be an Eagles fan. I hate rooting for a horrible franchise, but I can't abandon ship and get in bed with the enemy. I got you, dude. Root for the fucking Eagles, bro. Happy wife, happy life. Next. Also, we were English before we were Americans, so like things change, and uh, it might go the same for you. Um, also there's other teams in the NFL. There's like a Baltimore team you could pick. 
And if you're religious, there's a God's team. That's very good, Reed. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, That's right, the most prayerful NFL team. Go ahead, Reed. Take us home with a couple more of these. Well, we've got to get over to um, Bo very kindly tweeted out uh, to help out the show tonight. He asked, taping the green light pod and wondering what uh, some of the biggest tailgating co-breaks are because, Bo, you never have been to a tailgate, correct? I have not been to a tailgate since I was recruited uh, in college in, like, fucking 2009. But you uh, you want to know the code breaks because you're going to a tailgate here coming well, up, f- right? I am. I even managed to plug our, our tailgate that's coming up October you're 2nd, You're a team Chris, player, bro. Chris I love Long you. Foundation. Big locker room guy over here. Um, but, yeah, I figured my old tailgating experience didn't really count as much since I was in high school and didn't drink alcohol at that time. Because I was underage, and you don't do that when you're in high school. Before both of you guys run through uh, these mentions, why don't you think of what are your off the off the dome? What are some uh, code breaks you think would fit in this? Category? If I had to guess, again, no standing there catching up with people eating capicola like with your hands. Okay, <laughs> um, obviously, there's a bunch of you know food out. There's meat boards. There's grapes and shit. You know. There's bowls of chips, just hand sanitize, you know, like uh, it's, it's hard to watch you just dunk your fucking still hung up on the pandemic on the meats, (laughs) not the meats. I just like, you know, don't be the guy that's like touching your face and then sticking your hands in the, in the grapes. You know what I mean? You don't double. I got it. Like a three minute limit on talking about your kids. And I, and I would break this too, but like. You know, we're here at a football game. We're we're trying to get we're trying to escape. Like we all like our kid our ki- this is not the in person version of the Christmas card with all the updates. And that goes for me too. You know, like and people love talking about their kids. I love talking about my kids. Other people love talking about their kids. But like three minutes in, it's almost like you should have a signal and be like, All right, we're there. Let's get back to football or whatever the fuck we were talking about before. The orchestra starts playing. Yeah, so know? they play you off. I'm like, yeah, yeah soccer game like, it was incredible. I mean, like, it's hard to even tell, and then the music starts playing. <laughs> but it's like the marching band, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm guilty, but, like, I, I'll catch myself, and I'll be like, why, why, why are we doing this here? I mean, I mean, off the cuff, just not showing up empty-handed. Bring a fucking, bring some, bring a cooler, you know, bring something. Go Stop at the gas station and get a bag of chips. Like, if you're going to someone's tailgate... Here's the other thing too. Like if you're, I feel like, in my experience, if you're driving, you gotta get your ass there early and get set up. Like you don't want to be, like let's say I'm meeting you, Chris, at my tailgate spot. You know, I better be there before. I've you. never set up a tailgate, dude. Well, October second. That's what. Well, yeah, change. I mean, we have a tailgate and everything for the Chris Long Foundation, <laughs> but I've never physically. So I guess when you ask me, like, what do you think the code breaks are? They're just more like social things, you know? Like they're just. I don't know. Like, how? What about like getting so fucked up that you miss the game? I think that's fine, dude. (laughs) Is that a common occurrence? Oh, that's cool. Don't be sloppy. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Like, the team's gonna be fine. Team's gonna be fine. Like, you don't need to be there. It's not gonna change anything. Don't tell that to the Bears fans. Mike's tweets thirteen laid it out pretty uh, pretty good for you guys. He said, "Showing these are code breaks. Showing up empty handed, empty handed." 
being sloppy and obnoxious drunk, dominating the aux or the Bluetooth, and uh, eating the last wing. Another one, uh, at Brandon Krantz, showing up late and expecting everyone to move their stuff so you can park in a spot. Yep. That's a big oh, one. Oh, okay, got it. So if you're if you're in a spot uh, next to an empty what's spot. What's late, though? Like within, I'd say, 30 to 45 minutes before kick. If you if you have a tailgate spot, a parking spot, you need to be there an hour. Wow. Or within 45 minutes two. of kick. Kingston's giving me a two. two you're two a real hour. tailgater. You get there at least two hours early. Well, this is like, yeah, I'm really glad I don't do this stuff because I would be breaking codes, you know? And you it have depends on which too. lot you're in. If you're in one next to the stadium, it's two or three hours. You I'm not interested in driving to a tailgate. Like, I'm interested in being dropped off at a tailgate. That sounds cool. But not like having to yeah, pull in. The social anxiety, and I've been in the car when somebody was parking at a tailgate, and I just, I think they, I guess they were breaking a code, and I didn't know it at the time, but it makes me really nervous, you know? Fuck, what a noob that person was. Wasn't another, me. Uh, another code break. Tossing the football. Hmm? Careful. When you're throwing the football, you don't want to hit cars. Yeah, yeah, You don't yeah. want to hit little kids. If you're the little kids tossing the football, you don't want to hit grown-ups with drinks. Somebody said taking a piss in between cars and accidentally pissing all over the car because you're bombed. What about the taking a piss in between the cars? We could we just stop there? No, that's no. Is it normal break. to pee between the car? I'm imagining like a parking lot, not not like like I'm imagining like the UVA parking lot outside. Like you piss in the parking lot a lot, Reed. You want to go to jail today, dude? Allegedly, sometimes, you gotta, you, sometimes I mean, when you gotta go, you gotta go. And I if just, some hits a car, it's all right. It'll get washed off. It'll rain. They don't have the little cups like the, on the sideline, dude. If we're know? in a field, if we're cups. like in, we're, if we're in a field, like and there's gravel and there's grass, like I feel fine about pissing there. But I just feel like if I'm the guy pissing between two cars, I'm gonna be the guy that gets yelled at. That's just the reality of the situation. It's always me. It, it you know, it's it always gets taken out on me. I'm pissing. I'm the 14th guy. Some woman's gonna walk around the corner and be like, "This is not okay," and it's gonna be me. And I'm feel feel small. Gas no grills. Work. Oh, no IPAs. Somebody said. Well, I mean, I don't fuck. Really? That's a I weird like thing that. to be the beer police. Don't be Drink the beer. Don't want, be the man. beer police. Yeah. Okay, I'm a Miller Light guy, but like, don't don't be the beer police. Hey, um, we'll be back Friday with Stanford Steve. Bye, Cupid, my friend.